Hi, welcome to our monthly podcast, Faithfully Living, Faithfully Leading. I'm so excited uh, that you're tuning in once again and uh, learning and growing. Uh, it's a, always a joy uh, to be together. I learn a lot of from everyone each month. One thing we would invite you to do, we are on uh, iTunes and Spotify. We'd invite you to like and share this podcast. Uh, also rate and review it. That just helps others uh, get out and learn and listen as well. And then also gets us so that more people can learn from our wonderful, wonderful guests. I'm really excited about this month because this month's guest is one who uh, has impacted my life uh, professionally, unbelievably, and then also has impacted my life personally as a true, true friend. And so um, today uh, and this month we are joined uh, by Amanda Herr. Amanda is the co-owner of uh, and founding partner of Social Fuel Media. Uh, Social Fuel Media is a company of digital marketing and social media marketing branding. Uh, she has over 26 years of marketing experience and advertising experience. 17 years of her career was with CNN and uh, Headline News, uh, including the position of Vice President of Advertising and Sales. And wow, I mean, we can go on and on. Um, but she's also an expert uh, on Facebook, uh, Twitter, uh, LinkedIn, Instagram, and I think also, aren't you an avid the Netflix watcher too? I am as well. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Right. Probably too much. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So um, I'm really excited about uh, this month, but more uh, importantly than your career pedigree, because I know you so well, yeah. um, you're proud of your family. Why don't you yes. tell us a little bit? First of all, welcome. Thank, Thank you, you for being here. Thank you. Uh, tell us a little bit about your family. Um, well, let's see. Uh, I actually grew up with a brother and sister with a single mom. Mm. Um, so to me, we're talking about leadership today. So to me, like that's where it all began. That's how I learned how to be a good leader and Mm. what a strong woman can look like. Mm. So, uh, you know, my mom, and one thing I don't think, you know, Greg, is that my mom, while she was a single mom and she was a single mom, most of my life, I actually set her up with her husband. I I did not know that. that. No. Okay. Well, I actually went to night school, so that we can talk about in a little bit about how I went to night Uh, school and got my education, but he was my professor at Macomb. Really? Okay. Yeah. And I walked up one day and said, hey, are you single? And he freaked out a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think any professor likes to hear that from their students. No, and he was thinking, (laughs) what's happening? But I sent him up with my mom, and 25 years later, I now call him dad. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So they've been together for 25 years. He's an amazing man. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, and, and I saw yesterday he vacuumed your house for you. So, <laughs> well, he loves to vacuum, uh, Laddie. I'm sorry, yeah. but um, no, he was actually helping me move furniture. So the oh, yeah. plus to that was he vacuumed. Okay. Yes. So yeah, um, if anything I can do to get someone else to clean, I will do. Right. So, right. Yeah. Right. But I do have a 12 year old daughter. Her name's Charlie, yeah. as you know. Yeah. She's good friends yeah. with Macy. Yeah. And um, she goes here, so she's a part of Emmanuel, right. and we actually come here for church. So. Right. I'm very blessed. Um, My brother and my sister and I are very close. I have a very close family. Yeah. Uh, Really, really good support system for myself as a single mom as well. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. You're just a terrific uh, mom and uh, terrific friend and and also terrific dog owner. I know you have Alice. (laughs) 
the terror yes. dog that I've told you to leave behind a few you times. You just want Alice to go home with you, <laughs> you know, is Tessa, what you want. Yeah, yeah. Tessa wants Alice Tessa, Tessa to said go the home. other day, Dad, you, you just really want Alice, don't you? And I said, no, I don't. Alice but. is the bomb, man. No, I have three rescue dogs. Yeah, so they're all different really cool. shapes, sizes. And then so they yeah. do drive me insane because I don't train them like I should. So, yeah, but Alice is an internet star. So. Yeah. Well, and that, I think that just... You just revealed further your heart of three rescue dogs and mm-hmm. um, just you have this amazing heart and passion to Thank help you. and to serve and to love. So I'm going to do these podcasts really more cool. often. I this know. See, aren't they fun? <laughs> yeah. Right. They are. Well, listen, tell me this. I mean, holy cow. CNN, Headline News. I mean, you just told me that you opened for Anderson Cooper at one time. Yes. Right. So just crazy. I think um, I said I, I'm more nervous about this than I was opening for Anderson Cooper. Right, you, <laughs> That's exactly the did. quote. You did, right? Said, yes. Yeah, I know. I know. Well, it's, yeah. Well, anyways. Yes. Uh, so anyhow, um, so how, how'd you begin? I mean, t- tell us about mm-hmm. your career. How'd you get into this? I mean, night yeah. school and where'd you say, boy, this is where I think I, I really want to go. Well, I'm always wondering what I'm going to be when I grow up. <laughs> so mm. I'm never done. Yeah. Um, so just as a side note, I started working when I was 13. I worked at full time in the summer. I would take a bus down to Warren and I worked full time. Yep. At a mortgage company. My mom had three jobs, so I would meet her down there and then she would drive me home. Um, I worked there part time during the, during the week or during the school year, I should say. And then, um, I moved over to target and because I can't just you know, go over and work at Target. At 16, I was in the office at Target doing their payroll, the one that's over on Shaner. No way. Yeah. So, (laughs) and then I left um, from there and I did the co-op program at school. So one of the things that I hope that all high schools currently have, and I don't know for sure, but they have, I had this like um, split where I could go to school and also work. Mm -hmm. So I worked in an office for five years. So for my high school career, but then after that, I went to, um, and I was running their office, of course, because I can't just, you know, I'm one of those doers. Uh, and then I left there, and I ended up, you know, long story short, over at Campbell Ewald, which was mm. the agency for General Motors. Right. Largest agency uh, in Detroit, actually in, I think it was one of the largest ones in the country. And I was a secretary. And I actually just thought I was going to be a secretary because college wasn't a thing for mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. Um I didn't take the ACTs, didn't take the SATs. I know now that, you know, they follow up with those types of things, but I didn't see that in my future. Sure. So I was a senior secretary and Mm. um, I actually started leading there women who were a lot older than myself. I was 19 or 20 Mm -hmm. at that time. And I was a senior secretary. They uh, then lost the business for General Motors. And because I Mm. kept asking for more to do and I kept, and this is one thing I know, like you were going to ask me, you know, what would you tell someone now getting into business? Not yeah. to jump forward, yeah. but uh, because I'm interview. taking over now, um, <laughs> as I do. But uh, <laughs> so it's Amanda's podcast. Right. Um, but, but one of the things I would say is, you know, always do more than you're asked to do because then yeah. you would then be the person that somebody would go to for something that right. they need. So right. um, when they lost the business, even though I didn't have a college degree, they put me into a program called the rotation program for college educated people, people who mm-hmm. have a degree and sometimes even a master's degree. And so I was allowed to get into this program with no degree. So I wow. kept going to night school. Wow. Um, I took advantage of every opportunity I was given. Um, mm-hmm. 
I will say I have an affinity for computers. So mm-hmm. the fact that I was able to reprogram things and do things that other people couldn't do because my brain works like a puzzle, mm-hmm. um, that was very helpful. And then I left from there. Uh, I, I should say I also had a very strong leader there who was a woman, Suzanne mm-hmm. Sean. Mm-hmm. She showed me what being a good, strong businesswoman can look like. Mm-hmm. It doesn't look like a man. Mm-hmm. It looks mm-hmm. like a woman mm-hmm. in business. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So then I went over to CNN and I worked my way up from the um, from a planner position okay. into the vice president of advertising sales. Uh, wow. I handled all the Midwest, um, and it's HLN now. HL, sorry. So yes. no, that's okay. Yes. But I yes. spent years. Um, but I I did their television networks, uh, which we had uh, quite a few, and then I also did all of their digital as well. And I ran wow. a team that sold across the the Midwest all of the different assets that they had. So. The leadership Amazing. qualities that I was able to learn from CNN, uh, but also learn from everyone as I went into that phase, really brought it towards, you know, learning or teaching me that leadership is not about necessarily only the team. It's also about mm-hmm. the leader, mm-hmm. making sure that the leader stays healthy and that the leader continues to learn so mm-hmm. that as the leader moves forward, they've got the arm back and they're helping pull the other person forward as well. Wow! And if you don't, um, do that, then there's no space for your team to grow into mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it just doesn't work. So anyway, that's wow. how I got into that. Wow. So much there. Um, <laughs> I, it's it, yeah. really good stuff. And and I want to start first. I, I think I heard you say this and I'm going to sum it up, but I think, you know, you talked about just saying, Hey, give me more and just going and going and doing. And mm-hmm. my, so my grandmother mm-hmm. um, was a, she dropped out of school at eighth grade because it was a recession depression Mm-hmm. And they had to help the family. Um, she was most proud that she was uh, the senior bookkeeper for the El Dorado County of California without a in any high school experience. Um, yeah. She had to lie right on her mm-hmm. uh, 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 resume when she turned it in, and she said that uh, the school she was at had burned down, and they couldn't verify whether it did or didn't. Um, so I that's where her, her no, records. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Very injured, um, like ingenious but she was doing what she had to do and and i think that taught i watched her and then i watched my own mother who was was a very very strong career-minded woman um and and this is what i've learned too of persistence and tenacity right of just press pers- uh, pers- persevering and going on and then being tenacious in your goals and mm-hmm. just continuing to press forward and go i remember one time <clears throat> um i wanted a job at olive garden and they weren't hiring and so I turned in a resume and I called the manager every day after a month, 30 days mm-hmm. and just saying, are you hiring? He finally said to me, he said, man, he said, I'll tell you what, we're not, but you keep calling, which means you must really want this job. So I'm going to hire you. <laughs> you know, that's awesome. And yeah. It was really, and that's a perfect really example. great. Right. And, right. and I think when you're talking uh, others and young women, what, what to know is, is never give up. Be persistent and tenacious. Yes, and um, that's one of the big things I heard out of that. And I, I think that's a, a a piece that's really important. The other thing I heard that I loved what you talked about is as a leader of reaching back and helping and and pull your team. You know me. I'm a I read a lot of leadership and and do all those Listen things. To podcasts. Listen to podcasts mm-hmm. all the time, right? Um one of the things I'm learning that I, I heard you say, and that's just a continual modeling is um, especially with with younger millennials and mm-hmm. others, but is that they want to be empowered and they want to be coached along the way, 
but then also um, empowered with authority to say, I'm also leading along with you. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and I heard you kind of saying that and, yeah. and just what an amazing uh, just foresight uh, that you've also been doing, which, which leads to well, your thank success. You. Um, thank you. So that's awesome. I was just going to say to that. Point, yeah. Yeah. Um, and with millennials and now I'm, I'm also a certified professional coach. Um, yeah. so I, I actually coach women in their, um, careers. So I talk to them about picking the right mountain so that mm. when they get to the top, they enjoy the view because yeah. when, just because you can do something doesn't mean that you should be doing something. Cause if it's mm-hmm. not a good fit for you, um, you're not going to be your best self in any respect. But to the millennial aspect, I work with a lot of women who are in that age group and they do want to feel like they have a seat at the table. Yeah. Um, but they do also need the experience and the coaching as well. And so they need to also be open to that. But the person leading and coaching them also needs to be open to hearing what they have to say as well. Mm. And sometimes that communication breakdown happens. Yeah. Um, what I would say to the millennial, this is what I talk to my, my women about is, be open to learning. Um, never forget that you don't know everything. It doesn't matter at what mm. stage you are right. in your career. Right. But also, um, and I don't like the word should, but mm. you should want to start and build a foundation. So you're not going to start at the top level and just call all the shots. Right. You don't want to do that because right. at the end of the day, there will be a point in time where you actually need to know what that bottom wrong nose, right? Yeah. That foundational piece. And if right. you don't have that, you're not going to be able to be a success. Mm. So to the point of what you're saying, you can have a seat at the table as long as you're willing to listen both sides. Yeah. So, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. There, there's real, real um, genius in the fact of being able to know when to just listen. And as a friend of mine one time told me, he said, he learned this. He said, you don't always have to be the first one to speak, you know, mm-hmm. and just let other people kind of talk and listen and gain and, and look around and go, wow. And, and that really does make a huge difference. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So tell me, tell me about um, being a career minded, strong woman in the business world. I mean, what would you learn? How? Mm. Yeah. Share a little with us about that. It's a little bit different now. Um, I was thinking about this before I came here today, but. You know, I came through the ranks at a time where it, the, how you felt <laughs> yeah. really wasn't um, anything anyone was talking about. Now mm-hmm. we talk about emotional emotional intelligence, mm-hmm. making sure that we're working from someone's strengths, right? Yeah. Um, right. So I came up through the ranks when it was more about like, what aren't you doing well? Let's fix that instead right. of, you know, finding yeah. the strengths, right? So yeah. um, what I learned is that you don't have to be a man as a mm. woman in business. Mm-hmm. I did have one of um, the women that I work with say, you know, I just act, I sit like them. You know, I hate those things. <laughs> with my, but, you know, I sit like them. I look them right in the eye, you know, and I just was like, Oh no, you know? Um, but I, I did learn that my opinion does matter. And, yeah. you know, you don't have to be the first one to speak is a big one. Yeah. As a matter of fact, you probably shouldn't speak unless you have something good to say. You're mm. going to have a lot of people in a boardroom that will just say something or they'll even like re-say the same thing someone else just so that they're heard. Right. But if you can be that person that when they speak, 
it actually makes sense and there's a reason behind it and you can be confident about it without being emotional. Right. That's more powerful. Mm. So I learned about that. Um, I also learned that to be honest, I learned that I do have weaknesses that Mm. I should have people around me to help with those weaknesses and don't think that it's a failure on my part, Mm. um, that it's actually something that's going to help me shine in my strengths. Yeah. So that was something that I learned as well. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and also, you know, I will say uh, for many, many years, I was the only woman. So, you know, I you have seen and heard a lot of different things in yeah. advertising, obviously. Um, yeah. But I will say that looking past gender, while gender, there's differences, you know, being a woman, I think, is a powerful thing at the at the table. I think that you mm-hmm. don't forget that you're a woman. I think that you use it to your pot to your strengths. Mm. Um, you bring something that no one else can bring in that respect. But there is a time for just saying, okay, we're all humans. Mm. Uh, we're all sitting here working on the same problem. I have this strength. You have that strength. You know, here's where we can help together and work together, mm-hmm. even though our perspectives might be a little bit different mm-hmm. just because of who mm-hmm. we are. Yeah. So there's a, there's a space for that too. Interesting. So, yeah. 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 Well, I want to dive into your new ventures, right? Social, yeah. Uh, social fuel and um, and and working through that, you are not only this amazing marketing um, person who has just really just broken through, uh, but you. you are clearly an entrepreneur. I mean, <laughs> I I have uh, for better or know, worse. Yeah, no, it's great. <laughs> yeah, it's really funny because when you and I actually get together and start kind of dreaming, I actually feel bad for. The teams around us, because you know, we're like flying a mile a minute, and they're like, "How do we do this?" You know, and we're like, "We don't care." Right? Exactly. Let's go. <laughs> I know. I hear you. <laughs> um, just uh, so, how'd you get out of CNN? Mm-hmm. Kind of tell us that story, um, and then and then begin into this new venture. Well, I had been um, obviously at CNN for seventeen years. <clears throat> Excuse me. And uh, while I enjoyed what I was doing, um, I was challenged by what I was doing, but I did have a daughter at home and I traveled quite a bit because I was on, I was the one that was helping the team. I was running a team to Mm -hmm. write the headline news story and, you know, sell it out nationally. I was kind of like running this big show and I was never home. So, um, I decided, you know, to start saving so that I could leave. I just didn't know what it was going to be. Right. So all of a sudden, I think I've told you this before, like I started taking things off the walls of my office and I didn't know why I was just taking them off the wall. I, I had an empty office. People kept coming in and they're like, what's happening? You know, they were all freaked out. Cause I had all this I yeah. had stuff. Right. I can imagine. Yeah. And then it was, yeah. Right. I know. <laughs> yeah. Alice isn't the only crazy one. So um, they would come in. And so I didn't know what was going on. And then it came to a point where um, I did start training as a coach just to see what it was all about. But it came to a point where I could not stay. Mm. I literally physically could not say it just was something like making me go. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I gave my notice without mm-hmm. an idea of exactly what the heck I was going to do. Yeah. At the time, um, Charlie and I had started going to church, Yeah, but it wasn't like, I was like, Oh, this is God telling me to leave. Right. Um, it was just like, I'm leaving. I don't know. You know, I'm, I'm going to go now kind yeah. of a thing. I gave him three yeah. weeks. They were shocked, um, which was great because meant that they cared. Uh, but so I left, and about two weeks after I left, I got a phone call um, from Shannon Meyer, who yeah. was a teacher, my daughter's yeah. first grade teacher, and she said, you know, they're looking for some marketing help at Emmanuel. 
And I was so burnt. I I was just like, oh, I don't know, you know. And then I thought, okay, I'm going to check it out. So I called you. Yeah. And I always say that I feel like I took a giant leap and I landed in God's palm because Mm. really it was a faith-based thing where I started to work here. My faith has grown grown through um, working with Emmanuel. My whole business started, Mm -hmm. um, you know, on my own when I was working with Emmanuel, um, yeah. all of that treed from making that one decision and just leaving. And I really feel like God was saying that I needed to go to do something else. And I'm hoping that I'm hope, like helping the kingdom that way. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Long story know, short. <laughs> it was, it was awesome. I still remember you coming. Well, I remember first Shannon Meyer coming into my office and saying, Hey, we've got this, this lady, uh, Amanda, and I said, oh, yeah, I know, man, because I remember you from our, our membership classes, right? Right, right. The loud and, one. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and, and I'm sitting there, and she says, she just, and, and I honestly didn't know, I didn't know what you, from membership classes, I didn't know what you did. I didn't know any right. of that stuff. And Shannon goes, well, you know what she used to do? And I said, no. And she said, well, she was at CNN, Vice President of Marketing. And she said, and Shannon said, um, I know we've been talking about trying to get our, name out there a little bit better and she said right. Amanda might be great and I just I it was one of those moments where Shannon left and I thought wow this is gonna be cool and then I thought uh churches and marketing don't yeah. th- we don't this was 2000 maybe what it was maybe about five years ago. five years ago mm-hmm. 2012 so I would just become the senior pastor here yeah and I thought to myself okay I'm either going to get fired really quickly <laughs> by saying we're gonna do marketing in the church well, yeah. right? <laughs> I remember <laughs> yeah because yeah, like, I think we even right, had the talk I'm, of saying I'm, we can't call marketing. it marketing yeah we're just gonna yeah. say it's it's yeah we're just telling people about Jesus right yeah right we're just using like right. marketing stuff yeah but um it was like a four letter I kept saying it was like a four letter word marketing it, it was yeah and and now I mean now I look and it, it's it's kind of like if you're a church out there and you're not doing yes. marketing you don't have a marketing person um there then then you're really missing out and um it's been awesome to see what God has done and to see just the the growth of that. And I think you're right. I think, I mean, when, and two, when I heard the leap of faith you were taking, to be honest, I just said, <laughs> I said, she's got a stronger faith than me. Cause I, well, I, don't I thought you were going to say what's that. wrong with her. No, 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 no. <laughs> I was, I was just so, so uh, unbelievably impressed. I mean, it no, just was you. an amazing, let me ask this. So, uh, been five years mm-hmm. and, uh, your success has taken off. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's really, yeah. Really, really Humbly, going. Say, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it really has. Yeah, yeah. Um, watching you. But let me ask this question: So, so knowing what you know and Facebook and all the the social media pieces, what's something you see that's missing uh, in the role of marketing in the church today? And then why is that important? Why should we care? Okay. Um, well, I, before I go on, I just I do want to mention I do have a business partner named Michelle Rakowski who yeah. also helps me with all these things. Yeah, so I yeah, just yeah. want to make yeah. sure. Give big shout out to Michelle. She's amazing. Um, what's missing for the church? And it's um, really easy. It's marketing. A lot of mm. times still. Mm. Um, the the churches that are growing are out there telling people about Jesus. And they're doing it through modern vehicles like social media, like making sure that their website is SEO or search engine optimized. Mm. So making sure that they're found organically, meaning they don't have to pay for an ad or even paying for a Google ad, um, which I'm not a huge, huge fan of sometimes, but there's a place. Excuse me. Um, I will say that 
what's also, I think, um, maybe missing a little bit in the in the conversation about marketing is that sometimes that there's a communications person on site, which yeah. is fantastic, but they're communicating internally mm-hmm. and they're not communicating externally. Mm-hmm. So when I came to Emmanuel and, and with some of the churches, because we've been blessed to be able to work with other churches around the country now too, and it's kind of a passion. It is my passion really to be yeah. able to work with these churches and help them, um, churches and schools. And what's missing is, is that they're not, speaking out to. So mm. I view marketing as a go out and tell. Mm-hmm. So Jesus told us to go out and tell. He didn't say, Hey, I got a secret, right? Right. He said, go out and tell. And if you don't tell people and make it accessible for people, they're never going to know what you have to offer. So the front door that yeah. you have really is your website. It's your social presence. It's Everything that I work on every day um, with our clients, it's they're not going to call you anymore. Mm, they're not just right. going to walk in the door anymore. <clears throat> right. They're checking you out for weeks, possibly months, maybe even years before they yeah. ever come to you. You'll yeah. never see them or hear them. Yeah. And if you don't meet them where they are, yeah. they will never come through that door. Right. Right. And what does that mean for a church? That means that, you know, Obviously, we want the churches to grow, but the bigger issue here is that the kingdom needs to grow. Jesus's message needs to get out there. And if we're not willing to do what they, you know, people need us to do in order for them to find that message, you know, God's going to work through us. He's giving us the tools to use. He's given us all these wonderful free tools that churches can use, and we just need to use them. So in short, I would say um, marketing. Yeah, yeah. Well, I remember one time you told me, you said, Greg, if you're not willing to tell our story, then yeah. who is? Right. You know, and and doing that. And then I, I kind of saw a couple things where I saw it actually come alive. Uh, one time, Lori and I were in, I think, Walmart uh, mm-hmm. shopping, and um, I, you know, ran into someone or did some, you know, uh, was looking for something, said, excuse me. And, um, <clears throat> and she looked at me, and she goes, oh, I know you. And I said, oh, I said, well, yeah, I'm the pastor. I said, do you go to Emmanuel? And she goes, no, I don't go there, but I see you on Facebook all the time. Mm-hmm. And I said, wait, but you don't come to our church? She goes, no, not yet. But she said, I, I follow you guys. We've been to your events. And she goes, I, I see everything that you're doing. And like, for me, it clicked, right? right. All of a sudden, uh, in some way, we were her church home without yet being her church home. Right. And she was already connected. She felt a connection to me. Mm-hmm. Um, even though we had never even met, um, right. except we had met online. And, um, and then I think the other time where I just said, man, this is really amazing was, uh, this was probably four years ago now. I think, uh, we ran a push on 4th of July weekend mm-hmm. here for our outdoor service. And there yeah. we had 981 people <laughs> on a 4th of July, which is like right. a down Sunday and everything. And right. I just realized that for me was where it clicked that I said, our doors are no longer physical doors. It's mm-hmm. their computers. It's their phones. Right. That's the door where they're going to meet and come, and they're going to say, "I'm familiar with this place. I know what to expect. I know where things. I know who people are. They don't really care 
so much they think about where things are as much as they want to know who they already feel like they have a relationship and they feel comfortable. So like yeah. if they do come through that door, they know it's it's Pastor Guy or Brag, yeah. and they can yeah. say hello and yeah. talk to you. And they saw you at a Walmart or whatever, right. and they felt comfortable, right? Right. Yeah. Um, Luckily, I hadn't been yelling at my kids. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> I know. I'm always reticent of that because yeah, I'm online too, so I'm like, oh. Um, but yeah. you know, it is important to note that it's. You're talking to the one person that's behind the screen. You're not talking yeah. to thousands of people that you're trying to reach. You're talking to that one person. So you really need to, and you do a great job, and everybody here does, but they, they do a great job of speaking to that person. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. remember, a lot of times people who have fallen away from church or who aren't as familiar with church or whatever, they have some baggage. They, you know, All of us are sinners. They think that they're the only ones. So they yeah. don't really realize yeah. that the story is not over, right? Yeah. yeah. So they're afraid to come through that door. I used to make the joke, if I walk in through into a church, the walls will fall down. Right. right? You know, because right. right. everybody's right. got their thing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you're talking to that one person who needs to hear you. And God is working through you, through that computer, right? right? Or that cell phone or whatever to touch their heart the way that they need to be you know, um, touched in the heart so that they can hear what needs to be yeah, heard. Yeah. And they can feel like God doesn't hate them. God's not the spiteful God that's going to take right. it out on them. That they can come through those church doors and they can find salvation. Um, and that is what I'm passionate about. That's why I'm so excited to be able to work with the churches that I yeah. that I do. So, Let me ask this. This wasn't on our pre-interview question I'm, list. You know, so I'm I, just going to go off I, now. I, 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 yeah, you can. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> so let me ask this question because I, I, think, I think there might, and, and maybe I'm wrong, but I think there mm-hmm. might be a generational disconnect. So how would you, for, for the generation that really doesn't see you know, we've just named one of our pastors our online pastor, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, a whole new level of saying, hey, you're not really worrying so much about physically here as much as the world, like online, right? Right. Um, but but how, how do you help a generation that, and, and a multifaceted generation, which is all, all churches, how do you help a generation that doesn't see social media marketing um, as really necessary or kind of understand why that that's a big push. Mm-hmm. And yet you've got, I just was reading uh, the Generation Z, who do not want to be called millennials. Mm-hmm. Um, generation Z is actually the first generation where the internet has always been a part of their yeah. life. Mm-hmm. And so so for them, social media, internet, it's they don't think, oh, what was it like? Because they just never know. They, they don't, don't even realize, know. They don't right? realize like, that that's not I've always never been I've not there. been able to microwave something. Right. <laughs> right. Like, yeah, I've never right. not owned a car. Right. right. I've never not seen a TV. Right. right. Um, so so how do you, I guess, just in your experience, how do you help those generations kind of understand that there is a new value there that needs some time and priority? Yeah. We... Uh, Actually, I come up against this quite a bit. Now, 65 plus is actually the fastest growing yeah. demographic um, because, again, that goes, it's a percentage thing. So, like, yeah. they weren't on it. Now they're going to get on it. Right. But they are getting more comfortable with it. Um, I will say that some people just are hardcore not going to do it. Uh, mm-hmm. a 60, I think it's 72% now of all of the U.S. are on Facebook. Wow. And um, the, the ages vary, but mm-hmm. it's more of a middle-aged type of, of thing. But... How do you help them? I guess in this respect, so if you're talking about church marketing specifically, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in this respect, helping them understand why it's important, I would ask 
you know, if they felt like it was important to reach people who are outside the kingdom. Mm. And if they said, yes, it's important to reach people who are outside the kingdom, um, then I would say one of the easiest ways, more personal ways, one of the ways that like people will trust you more is to reach them through the digital aspects, such as a website, such as your um, Facebook or any social. Um, That is what's going to get personal and actually be able to talk to that person before they're ever going to walk through the door. They're going to 1% response on a direct mail. You know how I feel about, you know, sorry, Terry, um, about direct mail, right? (laughs) But um, what is a way that you can create a relationship, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And then also you were talking about um, Nikolai, the online pastor here, like, growing that audience and and what does it matter if somebody who is in europe is watching emmanuel but they're seeing the message and they're communing with jesus and they're having a moment with god what does it matter if they're in europe or if they're sitting here because at the end of the day our goal is to get the word out right literally get the word out right and it doesn't matter where i'm sitting right so right. it's important. So if you ask me, how would I get those people to to pay attention and see the value in it? Is there value in growing the kingdom? And if there is, this is the way that we can do it. Yeah. Oh, man, I love that answer. I love yeah. that. That's great. Hey, let me ask this. What do you? Th- what is something you think social media can do that most aren't using it for? Like, um, what, creating what's a- relationships. Really? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I and I'm guilty of this too because a lot of times this is you're looking at me like I'm crazy. Wait, well, here's what's fascinating, right? Yeah. Most have said social media has actually disconnected the world. You're saying you're saying that actually it can connect the world. It can connect the world, a. Yeah. But um, but what's not being done right now is it's not being used correctly. That's what's okay. happening. Okay, so um, it can create relationships like what we've been yeah. talking about, yeah. right? Okay. Um, but if you're not, and that's what happens a lot of times, is there's so much to talk about. Yeah. And this is where I fall faulty too. Sometimes there's so much to talk about. I become a PR thing. I'm talking at people. Uh, so this gets directly to, um, you need to speak I to me. And yeah. it also goes back to your last question. So yeah. make it about the person. It has to be inspirational. You have to be talking to me. I'm choosing to actually stop and, and interact with Emmanuel. I'm yeah. choosing to stop and be a part of the conversation that you're having. Yeah. Because I chose it, you need to make it about me. Mm. So that's how you build a relationship. Mm. Mm. So like, if I came to you and I started talking to you, and I just kept talking, I kept talking, you were like, hey, hey, hey. Yeah. you would never want me to come back on a podcast, right? <laughs> right? right? I would. No, I would. I yeah. Would. <laughs> so that's the thing. Like, You have to use it correctly, and then it can be okay. just as strong as if you met that person in person. Wow. And that... um you can have the loyalty, a base that's global, that literally feels like your living room mm. if you use it correctly. Mm. Like we've been talking about ways to do that here. Nikolai's got some great ideas. But, you know, digging into the word deeper can happen on my own time because yeah. I have this platform and that relationship is being built. Yeah. Whereas if I'm just like, hey, guess what? This is coming up. That's coming up. Guess who we are, what we believe. Blah, blah, blah. Where am I in that? Where do I fit? Yeah. So if you show me where I fit and I can become part of the conversation, then we've got a relationship, but that's not always happening. No. So bringing this full circle, what I'm hearing too is first, right. Um, using social media to build a relationship, which relationships actually happen when we have compassion, and empathy for wherever a person is. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. But then two, using social media to actually listen. Yes, absolutely. Which is all where we began, right? What, right? What's the best thing to do? Sit at the table and listen, right? Don't always speak. 
Yeah. But but listen and and doing that really fascinating. I also heard, which I'll tell my wife, that you said I need to be on social media more, which is awesome. <laughs> no, I, Lori, I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh my gosh, wow. That not just this part of you. Yeah, like <laughs> like where's yeah. Waldo? <laughs> <laughs> that's become my signature i know i know i, I know. know i know every actually every once in a while i'll slip and have a full face selfie and people are like i've never seen your full face and i go well that there's a reason <laughs> so <laughs> it's being taped so. uh, anything anything you would like to just anything you'd like to close us with anything that you think would be you say man i really wish i'd get this out there if we're talking about leadership yeah um and specific to churches, because obviously this is what we're talking about, it's faith. Leadership-wise, and, and also uh, the leadership needs to embrace mm. these things. Um, sometimes you it's like knocking your head against a wall to try mm. to get change done, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I fear, because obviously I always hear, not always, but I hear a lot of, oh, the church is, is shrinking or... Um, it's getting smaller and, and there's no growth or, you know, they say that about even the LCMS they'll say that yeah, about, yeah, right? right? What I fear is, is that leadership wise, we don't have a leadership or, or, or in a leadership realm, you wouldn't have someone who would see the possibilities of the whole globe. Mm. God didn't just create the U.S. No. Okay. Yeah, yeah, he created yeah. the entire world. Right. And there's an entire world of people who are hurting and who need faith. Yeah. Whether that, I mean, to be honest with you, it's Christian faith, right? I agree. Um, you know, and Absolutely. they just need a little Jesus. And yeah. for me, that's what drives me every day. Yeah, that's so that's so awesome. Yeah, good news too. I've just heard this new study is coming out, especially in America, mm-hmm. uh, but but that Christianity is actually growing again. That's awesome. And so um, that's great. Yeah, faith is growing. Denominations are declining. <laughs> but, right, but Christian, but, but really, fine. it's about Jesus, it's right? About Jesus, At the end of the day, about, and that's what we're doing, right? Right, right? absolutely. Sharing Jesus, man. Well, Amanda, this has been so much fun. I've had. I, I mean, we I could do this all day. Um, and uh, well, we do. <laughs> Nikolai's <laughs> like, no, <laughs> <laughs> we do, we do. Once again, thank you so much for joining thank us, you. and uh, thanks for leading us to show what it is to be faithfully living and faithfully. Leading again, listeners out there, um, like, share this. Make sure you get this out there. Share this through Facebook or social media, any uh, platform that you're using, and um, get that out there. And then rate and review this podcast. We are on uh, iTunes as well as Spotify. So rate, review that, and get that out there, letting people learn how to continually, faithfully live and faithfully lead. Have a great day, everybody, and we'll see you next month.